In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Just uh, before we were about to shoot or to film our Christmas Eve service, this was the Monday, if I recall correctly, before Christmas, I got a text from a friend that said, have you looked up in the night sky? And have you seen the Christmas star? And truth be told, I hadn't looked up at the night sky. I was inside of this place, making sure that we were all in our places and getting ready for worship. And I had just encountered our very own Mia Pixton, whom many of you will remember did a beautiful job leading our prayers of the people for worship on Christmas Eve. And we were all getting ready, and the text said, stop what you're doing. Go out and look in the parking lot and look up at the sky and see this star. Some of you may recall the Monday before Christmas Eve when the star shone so brightly in the night sky. Maybe you were uh, at home in a quiet place or you were at work, or you were tending to someone you love. Perhaps you were uh, on the internet or watching television. I hope you got a chance to at least see this Christmas star and how beautiful it really was. I have a friend named Brennan Gilmore who has a very busy job in Charlottesville. He runs Clean Virginia, which is uh, an outfit that helps transition us to renewable energy. And one thing during the pandemic that's kept Brennan uh, sane is having a spiritual practice of using his telescope, which he got as a gift, and gazing up at the stars. He lives a little bit outside Charlottesville in Albemarle County. And if you know it, it's beautiful, just like the plains in Fauquier County. And week by week over the pandemic, he's taken beautiful screenshots and shared them with all of us, his friends and his family. And one thing that he's noticed throughout this pandemic year is that by simply taking the time to gaze upon something beautiful, as we do when we're usually in this space, light from a window, a beautiful reflection from our fore table, or uh, an etching carved in wood, to gaze upon something beautiful is our birthright as people of the way. This second gospel you heard today, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, is what I like to call sometimes the empire strikes back. It's because in the second chapter, after the incarnation, after God took on human flesh, in the person of Jesus, an infant child, we hear one of the five biblical Herods who was appointed by a Roman governor to be king of the Jews, and who, if you listen closely and look closely at the scripture, instills a kind of empire strikes back like fear in all those throughout the center of power, the capital city, Jerusalem, 
where we hear the chief priests and the scribes, the elders, are told about a man who is rageful, a man who is frightened in almost a, a satirical kind of way, frightened by a baby, frightened just by an infant child. You can imagine the scene. It's different than gazing up peacefully at the stars. A man gets word that peace has been born and breaks out, and then immediately goes and slams his fist down, walking around his office or his room in a rage. Get me that child. Get me that infant child. It's a very scary gospel in a way, if you think of it. This child drew so much light to himself that even folks who did not yet know him, who by tradition, not so much by scripture, you know, have come from different continents, Africa and Asia and Europe by custom. We see it in art. They were called magi or magioi, which translated can mean a lot of things. Sorcerer, soothsayer, magician, someone who looks at the stars. These three kings, these three magi, were drawn to such a bright light. And it reminds me a lot of what Carl Sagan has said about our very bodies and the heavenly bodies in the cosmos. We're made of star stuff and stardust. And sometimes I'll say it Ash Wednesday. And in a way, I think Carl Sagan's onto something. That from this story and in our bodies, our bodies which when we're still and set on love and on peace, we'll look up at the sky, or we'll look into the eyes of the one we love, or that we're tending at home. That kind of busyness, or perhaps anger, or that frustration, or in another way, the will to power, power over others, it all can just wash away, can it? I love this story, even though it's scary, because I think it points to something of our true life. That we who are part of a beautiful unfolding cosmos, when we're at our best, attract like a star people who are looking for peace, people who wander and search for love. The best of church is like that. When we are focused in a new year on the bright light within us, as William Penn and George Fox and many of the best Quakers used to say, when we're focused on that light in us, the center of power that's symbolic of Herod becomes less important. And the margins, the margins of ourselves and souls and bodies and our whole community becomes raised up like a star in the sky, focused on the love incarnate for us in Jesus. In this new year, if you have made resolutions, or if you've pondered making resolutions, I hope you'll put that one on the top of your list, as I've put at the top of my list, to be more like a star. Do I attract or do I scare, as the old hymn goes? Does my love shine brightly, or does it retreat 
Will I be afraid this year? Or will I step out into something new, like the Magi did, traveling so far? I think the best for our church and this community is yet to come. January 6th is the Feast of Epiphany throughout Western Christendom. In Washington, D.C., there are uh, difficult implications at this time. But for us, as people of a star and people of Jesus, that's our focus. Not on the center of power, but where love has always been made welcome and where justice and kindness has room for us more and more. Amen.